Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. As we continue in Hebrews, Hebrews 9.1, it is Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Pentecost Sunday, or a lot about Pentecost Sunday, uh, later on. And as we look at Hebrews 9.1, now the first covenant had regulations for worship, and also an earthly sanctuary, regulations for worship. This word worship, it's uh, letria. I probably pronounced that wrong, but it means worship, ministry, service to God. Let us worship. How often when we hear the words worship, it's time in church where we worship, uh, let us worship, that we automatically associate or equate that to singing. Singing is certainly part of worship, as is giving, as is prayer, but worship is ministry, service to God. The regulations mentioned in 9.1 of Hebrews, it talked a lot about how we feel like we need to do the right things. There's a checklist. There's a way, a proper foundation, the fundamentals, the strategy, the structure. Uh, we don't need to build the structure. We need to surrender to who Jesus is. When you grow up, when you know the regulations, you kind of think like, oh, if I don't do it the right way, then God's not going to be proud of me. And the only right way is to confess with your mouth because you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And you start to follow him and you continue to follow him and you know that God is doing something in your life. That takes us to Hebrew. Or I'm sorry, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8, we find these words, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. So at the time of this writing, this is Luke writing. Luke wrote, well, the Gospel of Luke, and then this is like the second volume. He writes the book of Acts, and it's not Acts of the Apostles. It's more what the Holy Spirit did, the Acts of the Holy Spirit. But it says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's similar to saying like in your town, whether you're living in Waterbury, Waterbury Center, Duxbury, Graniteville, Jericho. If I missed your town, I apologize. But this is like where it begins. And then all of Judea, it's kind of like it goes from the town in which you reside, loving your neighbors, your friends, your family, those that are close by that are within the proximity to those within the region, to those within Vermont, to those within New England. And then to Samaria. So those within, whether it's the United States of America or because we border Canada, maybe it's the great white north. But then you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. This is what God says when the Holy Spirit comes. You will receive the power, the impact that we can make because of the influence of Jesus that has changed our lives. Whether through social media, whether through handwritten notes, whether through text messages or phone calls or videos, we can make an impact by living what Jesus has done in our life. 
It's not step-by-step following the rules, the regulations, the structures, but it's saying we are given to who God is. We are given to the freedom that Jesus provides. We are not concerning ourselves with, I messed up. God can't use me. It's Jesus, I sinned. Thank you for bringing me from the depths of my sin. I confess that to you, but I don't have to pay it back with ritual, routine, but I can go to you knowing that your power has forgiven me. What is Pentecost? Well, Pentecost is 50 days after Easter. So 50 days after Easter, that's when they say it, said, you will receive power. You will receive the Holy Spirit. And it's so funny when you read the Bible that 50 days, it takes one chapter. It goes from Acts 1-8, where it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, to Acts 2, 1 through 6. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. For us that grew up in church, this is like, oh, I've read it before. Oh, it's kind of amazing. For those that have never heard this story, that are new to the Bible, that are questioning who is this Jesus, you might think, oh, what a great day to invite me to be a part. What a confusing time to understand what you're talking about. It was something supernatural, miraculous, something that they had not seen or witnessed before. And they were shocked. They were in awe. They were just wondering, what is going on? Where am I? And in verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. They heard their own language being spoken. Jesus had come to them through the power of his Holy Spirit to say, it's not if you follow the law, it's I have overcome the law. I have fulfilled the law. I, Jesus, am now interceding for you at the right hand of the Father, and the Holy Spirit is with you. And so the regulations that you are concerned about, you don't have to worry anymore because I, Jesus, my spirit, my gift of presence is with you. Each one heard them speaking in his own language, going back Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly uh, uh, temporal. It was only for a short time sanctuary built by people's hands, built by what you could accomplish in your own strength, built by offering sacrifices, which was the old law. That was the old covenant, the regulations for worship. But Jesus is saying, no, there is so much more. Matthew 5, 17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill fill them. Jesus is the new covenant, the regulations that said you need to follow these steps. Now it's you need to follow Jesus where Jesus goes. You need to follow him, what Jesus loves. You need to love what Jesus hates. You need to hate what Jesus cries about. You need to sadden your heart so that we can follow Jesus because he came to fulfill the law, the regulations. We can have hearts changed and minds renewed, and lives transformed 
because we aren't following the regulations, but we are following Jesus. In Hebrews 9.22, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. What a terrible time if we were still under those regulations, if that was our worship based on a to-do list, based on what people wrote down because Jesus had not come yet to die for our sins, to pay the ultimate sacrifice. We wonder at times, like, what does this mean? Well, Ephesians 1, Paul writes, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, in his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms. That's the power that we have. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is involved or invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. What a phenomenal scripture and reminder of the truth that we have, that we are no longer under the law, that we are no longer under the regulations, but we have this power that exerted when Christ was raised from the dead. We have this power by the presence of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, Jesus with us in the flesh, but in spirit now that we can overcome, that we don't have to fall back and shrink away because we have not acted appropriately or done things just right. We can fall and abide into the grace of our Savior Jesus, knowing that he loves us so much. The first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly sanctuary. We now have Jesus. So instead of doing the right thing, we can become the right person to become a righteous person. It's not about doing the right thing. And then if you do the right thing over time, then you are going to gain favor with Jesus. It's become the righteous person that hides ourselves, hides our lives, that allows our mind to be renewed and transformed by the power of Jesus. And then we know as a Gnosko, we know him. We are human beings, not human doings. We can respect the tradition and know the ritual, but we live in his grace. We understand we can live in his forgiveness. We can live in his constant and continual healing and freedom. So respect the tradition and know the ritual, the why, experience what Jesus did. So why people do things out of ritual, we understand, but now we can live. We don't just have to go back to how things work where you could only go in once a year and have somebody confess and take your sins before Jesus, but we have Jesus now in his entirety. We look at Hebrews 9. We're going to read 9, 1 through 10. 
Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up in its first room where the lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread. This was called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered Ark of the Covenant. This Ark contained the gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff that had uh, budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Above the Ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover. But we cannot discuss these things in detail now. When everything had been arranged like this, the priests entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. But only the high priest entered the inner room, and that only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning this is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. Verse 10, they are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Until the time of the new order. What a tremendous blessing that we understand that new order is here, that new order is Jesus, that new order, it does more than just the external regulations applying. It's more than just do these steps and you can gain favor with Jesus. It's an opposite way of thinking about worship. It's not just singing songs that make us feel better. It's not just doing certain things. It's surrendering, as we took communion last week, to the gift that Jesus has given, that he has something better than what we could think, imagine, or plan. You and I can lay down our dreams for the sake of Jesus' best. And though that's frightening because we've worked so hard or we continue to work so hard, we're just motivated to detail our craft to a point where people look to us as experts. We can surrender and say, I just follow Jesus. This is the new order that I choose to believe. This is what we rest on in Acts 1-8 on Pentecost Sunday but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 2.7 of Acts says they were utterly amazed and they asked, aren't these Galileans? They might say to you, aren't you the one that sinned, that messed up, that was at goofball in high school that was immature in college that made mistakes that I remember you by that lowest common denominator aren't you the fisherman the the reject that was not picked up by the rabbi you aren't you and as Peter said we can say well 
Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd of fellow Jews. And all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. And I guess for some, nine o'clock is just starting the day with alcohol. And so we pray for God to break addiction. But in verse 16, Peter says, No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, not just the priests of the Levitical law of the line of Aaron, not just the ones that have that royal blood in them, not just the ones that people look to and would choose first in a game or a sport or if you wanted to win, not just those that we admire, that we look up to, but all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. They will share of what my word says, of what I have accomplished, of what I am doing, of who I am, the forgiver of sins, the lover of my creation, the masterpiece that I have created all people with an identity that they would love me because I first loved them. I will show wonders in heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate Jesus with his feet up interceding on our behalf, who has given us the Holy Spirit, the presence of God to speak to us, to be the lifter of our head, to be the comforter of our soul, to embrace us that what we don't deserve we get because that is grace. So it's not about the regulations or the law and following that to the T. But it's following Jesus with a surrendered life. Pentecost, the book of Acts. External regulations applying until the time of the new order, they're good. Tithing, spiritual disciplines, affair and pressing are good. But if you think that your duty to God is going to receive more of his power, according to scripture, you are wrong. It's abiding in Jesus. He is the vine. We are just a branch. We can find hope in knowing Jesus. Pentecost Sunday. Won't you receive his power today? that overcomes that sin in your life. It's not saying you will not be tempted. It's not saying you will not fall and mess up and sin because we are human until we die. But it is saying that we can receive this power, that people come and say there's something different about you. If you set a church on fire, 
People will come from miles to watch it burn. Oh, that we would burn with the fire and the presence of who Jesus is. Jesus, we thank you that you love us so much that we don't have to struggle and try so hard. But we can take heart and be courageous and follow you and know that your grace is enough and you are abundant in love that we might have life everlasting. Not simply eternal life for when we die, but life everlasting that we would know you and people would come to know you because we live following you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your comfort and your peace, your strength and your hope. We thank you that we can mourn with those that mourn and rejoice with those that rejoice because we are hidden in you. We love you, Father. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.